0: What's going on, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Confessions of a Server podcast. I am your host, Quaylon Harris, the mind behind Confessions of a Server, where you can find all my relatable and funny restaurant content on Facebook, Confessions of a Server, Instagram, Confessions of underscore server, and I post occasionally on YouTube and TikTok, Harris 8 So what's up, y'all? How are things going? How are your summer months going? Hopefully things have kind of calmed down. You're not as busy. Staff's getting uh, back to normal because people are going back to work and things like that. And hopefully your patio season is treating you nice. It's hot out there. So I know a lot of people want to sit on patios, especially because last year we were still kind of on lockdown and restaurants are still kind of weird. So hope everyone's making money. And while we're on the subject of it being hot, servers. Bartenders, please look out for your back at house. We're able to be in a dining room where there's air conditioning, even though we get old people say it's too cold and they want the air conditioning turned off. We are still able to be in the air conditioning somewhat, but back at house isn't. And not only is it hot just because the restaurant's hot, but they're over the grills, the fryers, sweating their asses off. So make sure you are taking care of your back of house, just grab them water, a pop, some kind of drinks if they need it. Make sure they're staying hydrated as well. All right, they will appreciate it and get you some free fries or or something if you ask it for them. <laughs> a free chicken wrap or burger or something like that. <laughs> so yeah, make sure y'all are taking care of the back of house. Just grabbing them drinks, you know, just just being a good team. Just be just work good as a team. Um, so yeah, I know that I always tell y'all that. I want you to follow my Instagram because sometimes I'll throw up in my stories, different poll questions, different questionnaires, so on and so forth. This week, that's exactly what I did. I asked y'all, what did you want me to talk about on this week's episode? I got a lot of great responses. I only thought I was going to get like two or three, but I got enough where this is going to be part one of what do I want to call this? Part one of server story topics, topics, sto- I, I don't know. I'll come up with something to call it <laughs> and that will be the title of it, but we're going to do a part one this week and then future podcast down the road, or maybe even my next episode will be part two. Cause I have, a I had a few good ones that I wanted to talk about. So let's get into this week's episode. I'm looking at my notes. Where do I want to start at? I think, I will start, okay, I'm going to start with my favorite one out of all of them that I got, and that was how hard it is to quit the service industry. That's going to be the first topic that I'm going to talk about. Now, being stuck in the service industry is something that we've all made jokes about, right? Like once you get in, you're never going to leave. And even if you do leave, you'll eventually come back. And it's something that's funny. It's, it's weird that it happens, but it's very true. And it's very funny. Now, there are people who do get out and they get out forever. But once you become a server, a bartender, a cook, that is always ingrained in your head and you will forever ever be stuck in the restaurant industry, especially when you go out to eat and you're just sitting there watching the fall of the restaurant and stuff like that. Like you are still kind of working in your head because you're thinking about, Oh, when I used to work in a restaurant, this is what I used to do. So this joke has been thrown around since I've been in the restaurant industry for 11 years, but I'm so glad that this topic was brought up on how hard it is to actually get out of the service industry because it got me questioning why like i've never really sat there and thought about why is it so hard to leave the service industry until this was proposed to me so there are three reasons why i feel like it's hard to get out of the service industry and i know that for it is going to be different for a lot of people but this is just in general this is kind of just what i think are the reasons why it is hard first I want to say job security and comfort. Now, I know that there's no real true job security at any job that you work at unless you own the the place of employment. That's any restaurant, any big business, small business, restaurant, retail store, anything like that. Unless you actually own the restaurant. Then you can't say that you're going to always have a job, especially in a restaurant. Like you could be somewhere for so long and then you have and then you show up one day and you're getting fired. It's happened to me before. I've walked in unknowingly, got pulled into the office and got fired. I've walked in to another restaurant unknowingly, got pulled into office, was going to get fired, talked my way out of getting fired, and then quit. Like right, right then there. Like I am the all. I've done that. Like you can't fire me because I quit. Like I talked myself into keeping my job, and then walked out. Like three minutes later, after talking to my manager a little bit more. But still, if you've been in a restaurant for a period of time, you still have that sense and comfort of a job security. Like you know that if you go in, do your job. Um, The managers get used to you. The managers get comfortable with you. Your regulars get comfortable with you being there. And then in a sense, you get comfortable because you get used to making a certain amount of money. You get used to like the same routine over and over. And I think us as humans, we just love that kind of comfort. Um, We love that knowing that we have a job and, and so on and so forth. So that's why... That's one reason why I feel like it's we it's so hard for us to leave because we are comfortable. we do have that job security we're around people that we know and the longer that we are in a restaurant or in the business, the more comfortable we get once you start a restaurant or you're brand new to the industry, yes, it is easier to get out because you're not in that daily routine, that weekly routine, that monthly routine, that yearly routine that you, that you fall into, um, that you're waking up, going in, working hard, coming home, things of that nature, like serving, bartending, so on and so forth. Um, But yeah, the longer that you are at a place, I think it's just harder to break that, day-to-day routine, uh, of being comfortable and that job security that, you know, you have and me, you know, I get to a point sometimes where I'm at a place and I know that like I can screw up. I can pretty much say whatever I want. And I'm still going to have that job because I know I'm a hard worker. So I think that's going to be the first reason why I say it's hard to leave the, the industry, the service industry, the second reason, and this one might be a little, it might hit home a little bit. You might not want to admit it, <laughs> but I know that I've been there and I know other people have been there too. And that's the fear of leaving the industry. And this is me speaking personally. I've waited on multiple tables where people have given me cards to come work for them or try to recruit me, you know, mass mutual, try to recruit me. The local branches here. I've got, um, people offer me jobs to work at banks, be on the radio, so on and so forth. Like we always get these job offers, but the fear of leaving this job. And it goes back to before leaving the comfort of this job makes me kind of want to stay. And I've, I've interviewed with those places. I've gone through the interview process. And at the end of the day, I've chosen not to go that route. Like I even interviewed with um, a jewelry store. And the day of my training, I'm like, I don't want to do it because it's something new to me. Now, I do actually love new things i love starting my page confessions of a server like that was something that i loved doing because it was new and the fear that fear drove me to try to do better starting this podcast brand new that fear drove me to do better but it was still in the restaurant industry it was still something that i knew me going to sell jewelry i know nothing about jewelry so that fear of me not knowing anything at all. And leaving something that I was comfortable with made me not want to do it. Um, And then you also get into this for some people might be the only thing that they know. Like me, some of my coworkers, yes, we have degrees in different fields and we could probably leave and get a job in the the field of work that we got our degree in. But some people, they grow up in restaurants. They grow up in bars. And the only thing they know is the restaurant industry. And that's not knocking anyone who only knows the restaurant industry. I am not saying anything bad about that. But it is something that is true that keeps people in the industry because they don't know anything else. And they don't want to step outside the box and try to learn something else. Like a gentleman that was my bartender, I was just in South Bend um, last weekend, last weekend, two weekends ago. And the gentleman who's my bartender, he was phenomenal. Like you can tell that he's been a bartender pretty much his whole entire life. I ordered one drink. It was a smoked drink. I am a fan of smoked drinks. If I ever come into your restaurant and you have a smoked drink on your restaurant, I am going to try it. And I ordered that drink. That was the only drink that I had that entire time that was on the menu. The rest of the drinks I had, he made off the top of his head because he knew that I liked mezcal, smoked drinks, bourbon and whiskey. And he was like, you know what, for the rest of the night, I'm just going to I'm just going to try to create stuff and make stuff for you to see if you like it. That skill right there is so fucking awesome. Excuse my language, but it is so fucking awesome to have. But you know that that's probably all he knows is the bartending industry. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's probably the second reason why people have that fear of actually leaving the ind- or why it's so hard for people to leave the industry because they have that fear of leaving the industry because it might be something that they that only thing that they know, or they just don't want to step out and do something different. And then the last reason why on my end, just like I said, I know that there's going to be other reasons why for other people, but the last reason on my end, I feel is probably the most obvious, the money that we make, but not only the money that we make, I'm sorry. I'm calling a lot of us out right now, (laughs) but also our poor budgeting (laughs) to go along with the money that we make. We make great money in this industry. And it's something that I didn't know until my first week of working where I probably made like four or $500 my first week working as a brand new server. And it was something like, wow, I haven't made this on a weekly check in a while. Like I was at Best Buy before I went to Outback and, Even at Best Buy, I was getting like $300 every two weeks. I'm like, wow, I just made $400 in one week. Like the money is great. The money is there. The money is what is really keeping a lot of us in the industry. Even when we have other jobs, like I have friends that are teachers that still serve on the side because they make essentially if they were to work full time, they would make more being a server, being a bartender than it would be in a teacher. So the money is definitely the main reason why it is so hard to leave the service industry. But also, what I've realized, especially over the pandemic, is how bad of budgeters we actually are. Like, we don't budget our money because we can go in knowing, like, okay, I'm gonna make this much this day, I'm gonna make this much that day. Like, I every Wednesday for me, before the pandemic was my money days. I knew. During the slow season, I could walk in and make $150 to $200 on a Wednesday. And during the busy uh, season, I would make like three to $400 on a Wednesday because that was the day a lot of my regulars came in. That was the day where I knew I had like a really good section that I would be able to knock out myself for most of the day. I would work a double and it was pretty much my section during the day and I would get my ass handed to me. But I loved it because I knew I was going to be making money. So me knowing that hurt me budgeting, like with other things, because I knew, like, okay, I know I have this bill coming up and I know I'm gonna work Wednesday. So I can spend other money because I know I'm gonna make this on a Wednesday. And being like out of the pandemic helped me realize how bad of a budgeter I was because now that I didn't, well, I wasn't working and I was on unemployment, but all the bars and stuff were closed, I realized how much money I was actually saving not going out to bars every night and also not going out to eat every night since a lot of the restaurants were closed and I was forced to work at home. So now that like my budget is a lot better, I feel like I could leave the industry and be okay. Why do I bring up poor budgeting? Because when you, when you have a poor budget and you don't have that money to fall back on, like a lot of us did. That's why we were so. That's why we were struggling in the first few weeks of the pandemic and needing the unemployment stuff and wasn't getting it and was freaking out. If you don't have that money to fall back on when you start a new job, you're not going to have money to pay your bills until you get your first check. And sometimes that could be two, three, four weeks before you get that, and you cannot live without being paid. So that is why. I feel like poor budgeting is also a reason why it's very hard to leave this industry. But I mean, on top of everything, it's probably the money, right? The money is definitely the main reason why it's hard to leave this industry. Um, There are other reasons. There are a lot of other reasons. So I want y'all to go on and reach out to me and let me know what are some of the reasons why you think it's hard to leave the service industry. Like I always say, I will make this a post when I announce that this episode is up and just comment on the post or DM me on Facebook or Instagram, or like always, you can send me an email, gmail.com. Let me know why you think it's hard for us to quit the service industry. You're so lazy. The next topic I'm going to dive into is one that I probably should not be the one to talk about this, <laughs> but it's one of the ones I liked. It was probably one of my favorites I was asked, and that was how to deal with lazy coworkers. Now, me, I can only see it one of two ways. There's a right way to deal with lazy co-workers and then the wrong way to deal with lazy coworkers. There's a good way, the bad way. And as you could probably guess, I always deal with it the bad way, but the good way to deal with lazy coworkers is obvious. Let your manager, owner, the higher up, whoever it is, let them deal with it. If it is affecting your job, you can bring it to your manager, your owner's attention, and then just let them deal with it. You don't want to be that person causing drama, causing any animosity between you and the staff. Let that be the manager's job. That's what they're there for. They're the ones who are there to manage the staff. Take care of all the problems that you yourself should not be taking care of. Now, the bad way to deal with it (laughs) and the way that I do it, call those lazy motherfuckers out. Like, yo, do your shit. That's, to me, that is the best way to deal with it because I don't want to be working with the staff or I'm the hardest worker. Okay. And before I start this, before I really, really dive into this, I know that there are some days where you might be lazy, but you, you're just having an off day, or something at home may have happened, and it's just throwing your complete day off, and you don't, and, and you have to work, and you're just not feeling it. We've all been there. I've been there. I I understand that. But when I am speaking on this subject, I am talking about those people who come in and who are lazy every single shift that they work, like you're surprised when they actually run food. You're surprised when their tables actually have refills and the, the tables not asking for them. These are the people that I'm talking about. So me, I'm the one that will call people out and I expect that of my coworkers. That's the best way that I'm going to work. Like if you think I'm being lazy, f- tell me that I'm being lazy. Now, be ready to get some repercussion repercussions because I will be calling you out for something as well. I don't I don't deal well with it. But I rather you call me out than run and tell the manager. Like that's that's you having a backbone to me and I'm gonna respect that. And I've done that with people who i've considered my friends who are my coworkers like i call them out they call me out we have that respect for each other that we can do it and that's the way that i deal with lazy coworkers is it the best way absolutely not does it cause arguments absolutely does it cause drama absolutely does it cause f- cause friction absolutely but I feel like that's the best way to get stuff done. You call them out. You let them know that you you're you're sick of their shit. Run some food. Fill up uh, some dressings. If you if you you're the last one to use it, get a new one. Things like that. Call them out. Now, if you're not a confrontational person, go with the good way. Let your managers know. Have them deal with it. But me. I don't care about confrontation. And that's probably why a lot of my coworkers don't like me. (laughs) But hey, they're going to respect me. And they're going to know that I will call them out on their shit. And I just want everyone to just do their job. Just come in, do your job, and we're cool. This topic that was left on my story, I'm not really going to talk about, but I'm going to turn it into a story time. What was commented on the post, what I should talk about this week, someone said the slugs that skip out on their side work. Now, I know what they're talking about. They're talking about that person who always tries to dip out before they get checked for their side work by the closers. They know that they didn't do it correctly or they didn't do it at all, but they're just trying to rush out to get to the bar, to get home, whatever. I know that that's what they're talking about, the lazy co-workers. I know that that's what this person meant, but when I read that, Something else came to my mind and I even commented, or how about when you have a slug at your table? Yes, I don't mean a person. I mean the, the animal, the creature. What was the slug considered? A bug, whatever. The, the, the creature, the little slimy creature. What happens when you have one of those at your table? Because I have dealt with that before. Place I used to work at. Every time it would rain, there would be slugs that would probably that would come from like inside or come from under one of the booths. So we would have to close off that booth every time it rained. Like it was it was knowledge with the staff, my managers, the proprietor. Like it was common knowledge that table six every time it rained, don't don't seat it because they're more likely going to be like a slug. There, it did happen every single time, but to be safe, just don't do it. Well, one day it started raining while I had a table sitting there, right? So a little a little creature crawled up the side of the uh, booth and then eventually on the windowsill and then onto the table. <laughs> when I tell you, the look on this lady's face when it was just like crawling on the table she looked like she just saw like her her she was death that was that was a look on her eyes just death like she just saw her her life flash before her eyes she saw how she was gonna die like that's the scared look that this lady had on her face and as i'm walking up to the table i can see it on her she's like Staring at me like that, and I'm like, oh shit, something happened. What happened? I'm and I'm not even thinking that it's raining outside and that it could have been this. So I get there and I'm like, is everything okay? And she's in a panic, mind you. She's with like her whole entire family and like her husband's in there chilling, her kids in there chilling, whatever. But she's just in a panic. She's like, she she starts whispering. She's like, look at what I just found on this table and she had it on the coaster and it was a slug and i'm like oh yeah we're sorry like when it rains and stuff they come in from out of here and she was like no it was on oh i almost exposed it fuck it no it was on my blooming onion and i'm like ma'am i'm sorry i'll get you a new one she was like i could have eaten it it was cooked in it and her husband even looked at her like It wasn't cooked in it. Like, the slug is alive. Like, if it was cooked in it, the the fryer would have killed the slug. Like, it was... Just stop. Like, he said he's gonna get us a new one. Like, we didn't touch... Like, it didn't touch any of the food on the table. Just stop. Like, that's what the husband says. But she is freaking out. And I understand... I understand her her freak out. Like, I wasn't even mad that she was freaking out. It was just really funny, like, her voice and how she was talking. She was literally talking like this the entire time and i'm like ma'am it's just a, a creature like it's not gonna kill you even if you eat it, it's not gonna kill you i don't know can slugs can you die from eating a slug actually i don't know that i don't know that for a fact um they did it in animal king or uh, animal king lion king right hakuna matata They're eating slugs. I'm pretty sure it's cool. we can eat slugs. But, um, yeah, it was funny. Like, the person just commented, like, the slugs that skip on the sidewalk. But I'm like, oh, no, I have a better one. I have a story about a slug being on a table and a lady freaking out. So, yeah, that's my story. There were some other people who commented um, that they've had slugs, like, at their table, too, because they didn't wash the produce, the lettuce good enough. So, there was, like, a bug or something like that. And, listen, if you're – If you're listening to this, no, I'm not saying it is okay for bugs and and all that to be at a restaurant, in a restaurant, on a table, stuff like that. No, I wouldn't like that if that happened to me. I know. But does it happen? Yes. Working in a restaurant, I know that it happens. I'm not going to freak out if there's a bug in my food or something like that. I'll tell them, like, hey, there's a bug in my food. Can I get something? And they're going to get you something new. They're not going to say, no, we're not. So, yeah, for those who don't work in restaurants, no. It's not okay that stuff like that happens. But, yes, it does happen occasionally. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Confessions of the Server podcast. And I want to send a special thank you to those who gave me the topics and ideas to talk about on this episode. I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed doing the episode like this, and I would definitely be doing more in the future. So if you are not following my Instagram, please do. Confessions of underscore a server and make sure you are following and watching my story posts. So then when I do upload another one, like, Hey, what do y'all want me to talk about? You can contribute as well. I hope everyone has a great week. I hope everyone has a great weekend. I hope y'all make a lot of money. And like I say with my friends, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Peace out.